1: Hey, All-Star in and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Dion's Louis luggage has arrived in Boulder. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. The Golden Bachelor. And with me, as always, is AJ Free Harbaugh Marchese.
0: Oh, do you see the train formation for Jim? Best, best thing in college football this weekend, Rob.
1: Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who peaked, shrieked, and freaked during week one of college football. Let's do it. Seven. Seven.
0: Seven. four. Seven. seven rounds in heaven with my baby.
1: Driving
0: out to Casey, maybe. Looking for a or a... Bryce Young. Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today?
1: Who's going to put ketchup on a stick?
0: Who's Who's going to find a steal
1: in the fifth? The The home team.
0: team. Let's go seven Seven rounds. rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. together.
1: Let's go go seven rounds rounds
0: forever. forever. And And that's that's a
1: song. Today's episode of 7 Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Matt Rule and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They let us down. But did they? Tune in in week 2 as they upset the Colorado Buffaloes. Per Mad Dog. Speaking of the Colorado Buffaloes. Let's get into college football week 1 of AJ. First, first uh, go around of the year. Week 1... Wasn't that great, but that, it certainly had its moments. TCU Colorado did a lot of heavy lifting. Bad take. Um,
0: you mean Texas Duke, Tech Wyoming did a lot of heavy lifting.
1: Duke Clemson was a bad game, but Dabo lost, so it's a win for us all. And it was goofy as hell, and we love that. Um But let's start with the best freshman you saw, and I'm going to throw it to you. you go ahead. Oh,
0: thank you. First of all, feels good to be back. Second of all, yeah, yeah, we're starting in. uh Mile high boulder with Dylan Edwards. Got to start there, I think. Four touchdowns. Some say he was honoring Jim Harbaugh too. Uh, four touchdowns. <laughs> you know, tiny little freshman running back, <clears throat> but you know, went off for you know a buck thirty five through the air, um, and some more on the ground. Had that awesome seventy yard touch, seventy five yard touchdown off the screen. They they, they couldn't stop him. It was a, it was a lot of fun amongst. You know, so many fun players going off for Colorado that I'm sure we'll touch upon uh, many times in this episode.
1: Reminded me of uh, Northern Colorado's own Austin Eckler. Yeah, it's it's cool too. Dion's known him since he was like a kid, and he was the first big uh, commit he flipped to Colorado Mm -hmm. from Notre Dame, and immediate impact. It felt like every player who had buzz for Colorado actually like lived up to it. Yeah, when it gets ranked. Ranked DC so can yeah,
0: Against a national champion finalist. I mean, obviously they're shell of their team from last year, but still that's it's crazy. It's amazing.
1: Uh I'm either go uh I'm gonna stick in the Pac twelve or what used to be the Pac-Twelve. Um I'm gonna go with UCLA's Dante yeah. Moore, who didn't start the game for Chip Kelly in the in the Bruins, but came in and immediately led a a touchdown drive in the first half. Was then out again and then came back in and led another one. <laughs> Went seven of 12, 143 yards, two scores. H- had a pick that was like big freshman mistake pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but he- he's very clearly a dynamic vertical passer. He was a five star recruit. Um, I think he's was, where was he originally supposed to go? was he supposed to go to Michigan? I oh, don't you uh, talking he's about. F- he's from the area. Um, and it, it just kind of feels like oh yeah this is chip's next dtr who's gonna be starting for the brown soon um <laughs> And it, it it was really, and we'll touch on him a little bit more later. But the the chemistry and willingness to to throw up deep to Cal transfer Jamie Michael Sturdivant, that really made the difference. Like, that game was a little bit ugly. Like UCLA, it looked good off the off the jump, and then it kind of boring, boring. Coastal's not really doing much. Mm-hmm. I miss Jamie Chadwell. Um, but basically, anytime Dante Morris threw the Sturdevant, it was exciting.
0: Yeah, they they got to start him. They got to start him, man. Or like at I least. Think it will. At least give him much more looks, you know.
1: Like it was that. the the Garbers family legacy start because the Pac 12s all like so bloodline for some reason.
0: <laughs> they had to they had to give respect to the to the Garbers family. Um, okay, how about how about I'll stick with the Pac twelve quarterback then? Uh, how about Nate Johnson coming in for Utah, baby? Uh, you know, redshirt freshman um, was flashing that sprinter speed. It was a high school sprinter. You know they show the clips. <laughs> he was winning races, um, forty-five yards only on the ground and a couple of completions. But oh man, he he looked very dynamic when they let him put put the ball in the hands. Uh, he looked like the SEC talent on the on the field. Uh, no one really did on Florida, and more on that later.
1: I only have one more. It's Eric Singles, Me too. The Georgia Tech receiver, yeah. because he only made two catches. They're both they're near sick. the end of the game, and they're both incredible. One they're- was down the sideline. That got them in the red zone. And the other was the touchdown. We are so
0: we are so overdue for the next great Georgia Tech receiver, and they actually throw the ball now, so it makes more fucking sense. I mean, they're worse at it, it but it makes more sense.
1: Wouldn't you if you had Haynes King?
0: <laughs> Speaking of, uh, yeah, best sophomores don't no. <laughs> go on. Best sophomore, uh, yeah, there's clearly one above all here.
1: Uh, yep, Jalen Lucas. Who's Jalen Lucas? I told you, man. I talked
0: about him last year. That's that, that guy's special. <laughs> He yeah, is. Hey, he's
1: on freaks list. Uh, but no, Travis Hunter is yeah. the best sophomore in the country. Uh, both Correct. wide receiver and and corner.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: Um, I I don't even know which one you say he's better at. Uh, I. Corner. I mean, I think. Uh the the interception I think was the best play he made. He he had like that one insane catch down the seam, but I think the interception was the best play he made. It was in the red zone. It changed the game. Uh, it was like on the goal line essentially it was against Mesh and he picked up the running back when he had like it was not his responsibility and it should have been an easy touchdown for TCU and he just had the sense to jump it Um, he is a freaky athlete the way he moves is like just it doesn't even make sense he is so I don't even know what the word he's like elastic like his body control and it really shows up in his route running which I think because he's such a splashy player kind of underrates how, like, fluid he is as a route runner already as a true sophomore, um, the man is in the Heisman race.
0: Yeah, play like 130 snaps in 100 degree heat, like, that's just... I-
1: I believe the number, if, if like, you include every snap that, like, didn't maybe um, count as an official play because of penalties or whatever, I think it was, like, 152. That's ridiculous.
0: I mean, yeah, his movement is... Like, that, that pick remind me of, like, a, a terrible interception you threw in NCAA 14. He, he looks like he moves like a video game. And he's, like, that type of creative player where you're playing him both ways. Uh, yeah, he's a freak. I mean, looks like he's going to be a top-ten pick. The, the question's going to be, what position do you play him at? And, uh...
1: I know. think corner.
0: I think corner too. Me too. And
1: that's what he was initially. He was like, I know he's recruited as an athlete. I think part of the reason he he, he chose Jackson State is because he knew Dion would actually let him play both. And I think as the season goes on, like this was obviously the one of the biggest games of the year for Colorado. I think we'll see him play less, off, like be a full time mm-hmm. starter on defense, and see him on less offense and less important. Yeah, games, you so can sense. you
0: could obviously tell how much that win meant for Dion. You know, like his. Yeah. He was extremely emotional no, after was, the you game. You doubted him. Man. Yeah, we all doubted him, Rob. We all He's doubted got the, him.
1: I didn't. He's got the receipts on you.
0: <clears throat> he looked like a top 10 corner and like a top 50 wide receiver.
1: I know uh, people are saying top
0: he, five both, but you're just being, you know, extravagant for Twitter. But anyways, legit though, yeah.
1: Yeah, against Nebraska, he probably won't have to play nearly as much. <laughs> He'll pick off Jeff Sims five times and won't have to do very much on offense. And Colorado State, he won't even need to play to win that game. But like... um they play USC. at Oregon, yeah. at home to USC in the last the last two weeks of September.
0: Yeah, um, that's, that's, such a, that's such a rough start, but yeah, I love that.
1: Um, beyond him, obviously, he's like very clearly the dude. Uh, Drew Aller and his his yeah. first start for Penn State against West Virginia. I know he missed a couple throws, but man, the arm talent was awesome. He had that one play where the pocket broke down. He kind of scrambled up it. Um, up in it and just ripped one off platform. He ended up throwing three touchdowns, three twenty five. Uh, he looked really good.
0: Yeah, be- best pen. He's going to be the best Penn State quarterback prospect we've we've had in our you know in our football oh, no, lifetime.
1: For, not for me. I uh, carry Collins. Care,
0: really. You remember, you remember, Kerry Collins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you. i about a couple more players. It didn't didn't have like a whole bunch of plays, but I thought. Um, Jaden Gibson, the Oklahoma wide receiver, was was pretty flashy for only two catches, but uh, a guy that only had one catch all of last year, fifty four yards and a touchdown. He's six foot five, one ninety three. The catches were super impressive. He just big dogged them. Uh, the touchdown was like he caught it and then kind of like kept the concentration going to the ground and like it was a double catch, but it's still awesome. Um, I just just a big dog. He looks like that. Hey, Oklahoma looks great. <laughs> I know it was Arkansas State. But they were they were whipping the ball around the yard, and looks like uh, a bunch of bunch of receivers. I'll touch on another one later too. But yeah, that they great start for Venables here too, Rob. Great start.
1: Agreed. Also, Kerry Collins made a Pro Bowl in '96 and then another one in 2008. Neither and neither time he threw for 20 touchdowns. Remember
0: that 2008? Yeah, with and the team. Yeah.
1: I Yeah, mean, he took over for, for Vince. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, sorry. Um, Tennessee pass rusher James Pierce who had two big sacks against Virginia, man, he looks every part of an SEC pass rusher. Yeah. Um, he was so explosive off the snap. He, uh, he, he's he got some bend and flexibility to him, too. Um, I feel like 6'5", uh, 240-pound freak choke pass rushers just are always in the SEC, mm-hmm. but they're not always at Tennessee. So no, it's he nice. Was, he was jumping off the screen to me.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And then I'll finish with a pair of uh, Pac-12 backs uh starting with the beaver himself Damian Martinez uh that's just a big man rumbling man 145 yards on only 18 carries against San Jose State on Sunday that Oregon State offense looked great <laughs> um like like they're going to contend baby DJU's back but yeah Martinez at that size I think he had the most 10 plus yard rushy, uh, rushes in the in the country this week uh that's a legit back to watch out for for uh, next year and uh, sticking there is um, also,
1: I just want to point out cuz you know I'm the age guy he's super young yeah
0: yeah, yeah. He's,
1: uh, he's only 19 right now. He'll be a 20-year-old, I guess 21-year-old rookie, which I guess is not that young. Okay, Jay, back off. Maybe?
0: He's super young. He's younger than us. Uh, man, also, I was going to Cal. Uh, Jaden Ott, they're running back, who who had a yeah. buck 88 on 20 carries, two touchdowns. It was a North Texas, but still oh, looked still. really good. Still looked really good. You know, uh, Fonz had two. The, the transfer had three touchdowns too. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Know you're, you're Cal's, been
1: so, Cal's been so bad lately. you can't even say, I know it was against North Texas. The win's That's a win true. for Cal.
0: That's true. Hey, I've got a North Texas player that hey, stood out, so yeah.
1: The Pac-12 went undefeated this week. Only conference.
0: It's, it's like the best Pac-12 they've had maybe ever. I don't know.
1: I think, does everybody either have a legit NFL quarterback or a fun quarterback?
0: Pre- pretty much.
1: Like, I'm trying to think who – Like, I guess it depends – how how Arizona State figures out their quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to call Drew Pine fine, Um but <laughs> I don't know. Pretty much everybody else.
0: And yeah, yeah nice Ka- and Cal's got Ott and the other back, and they look ACC ready, baby.
1: Yeah, um, Fonzie, who's the? Yeah. I think he was was he Mon- he was Montana or Montana State, and he like ran for like three thousand yards. Yeah, there.
0: yeah, and three touchdowns in his first game at Cal, so.
1: And one of them, he freaking just monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, weekday warrior.
0: Weekday warrior. Yep.
1: All right, AJ. There's another Ellis brother. <laughs>
0: I went for. I went for. Adam was one of the out of nowhere prospects. That's a good pick, though. Uh,
1: no, not not to anybody familiar with the Ellis family. All of them play in the <laughs> pros. Uh, Jonah Ellis, who had two sacks in uh, PBU against Florida. Um, his dad's the D line coach at Utah. His dad was a two time Pro Bowler in the NFL. His older brothers, all three of them have at least had a cup of coffee in the NFL. One's on the Eagles. One's Caden Ellis, who signed a big contract with the Falcons. Um, There's just always an Ellis brother. I think there's like seven of them, so there could be more coming. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure they're coming, baby. Yeah, I I felt like the weekday warriorist part of the weekday warrior is the... Utah's defense. I think that, that, that itself is a weekday warrior. I think you can give it to Ellis. Also I, I I'm gonna headline it with Cole Bishop, their safety, yep. who who was all over the field. Also had a sack joining Ellis in that stat. Had eleven tackles, was just coming up. He's you know ten ish, well built, really fun. He feels like a Utah safety. That's that's a lot he, of fun.
1: He he feels like a New England Patriot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lock that in.
1: I'll also put down Daniel Jackson, the Minnesota receiver who ran that fantastic yeah. route for the game tying touchdown against Nebraska. Sick! It's
0: back foot toe drag. Yeah,
1: yeah. He uh, Minnesota's always got receivers under P.J. Flack. Maybe he's next.
0: Yeah, he looked like it. He looked like it for sure.
1: Um, anybody else?
0: No. Let's move on. Get to That's the big dogs, baby.
1: Prospect.
0: Tough. I think. I think there's a lot of good candidates. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I have one clear guy but I do think there's a lot of kids.
0: I have a clear guy too. I think it's got to be Keon Coleman.
1: That is the correct answer. It has
0: to be Keon Coleman. Uh man, <laughs> Brian Kelly and the LSU must be so sick of Nervell hitting that transfer portal. Last year was Jared Verse wrecking them and now it's it's Keon Coleman. Nine catches of buck 22, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, what what's what's same every,
1: every 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 catch was like ridiculous. Incredible. It was either him like uh, winning, a, a, like, a 50-50 ball predict ridiculous body control, tracking the ball, like, incredibly, yeah. um, or just creating mad separation.
0: And it was, you know, touching on the first drive where he just took the slant and just, just was the best yeah, athlete the on the field. Play. Yeah,
1: Where it's, like, 6'4 wide receivers aren't supposed to move like yeah. that, where he makes two guys miss and he just looks so fluid. Um, Yeah, he's... For a 6'4, like, X ball-winning X receiver, like... It's the movement skills that excite you so much. He is not... He's not, like, one of those struggles to separate or create type of big receivers. He is, like, freak show, if everything comes together, top 15 pick type receiver. Um, In a week where a lot of the top wide receivers, like the, I don't know, top five build wide receivers, didn't put up huge numbers. He really did. Mm -hmm. And I think really made his case to be wide receiver, too.
0: Yeah, I mean... He's, he's trending in the direction where, like, you know, whoever doesn't get Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be like, we'll settle for Keon Coleman happily. Uh, long way to go but if it's feeling like that. Yeah, the, one of the other touchdowns, he's lined up as a slot too, and it's just body of the DB high pointed at it. It was, it was just big dog football. Uh, I think my two big questions on Keon Coleman is, one, how did he end up at Michigan State? And two, how do they let him out of there? Like, that's just brutal. That's brutal.
1: Reed probably. Oh. Reed probably told him, man, you should get out of here because I was <laughs> I was going to go higher in the draft and then I had yeah, to get myself. Wide
0: receiver one for the Packers week one. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Mel, T-
1: Mel Tucker might not be doing a great job. Oof,
0: no, he's not. Anyways. Uh, top defense of the prospect.
1: This one, I thought, was pretty wide open. yeah. Mm-hmm, I agreed. So I I just went uh, I went to the well of just one of my favorite guys uh, one of my favorite prospects who had a really big game uh, Latu Latu at, at yeah. UCLA who just beat up on I know it's Coastal Carolina but like that that game felt like for it being a G five um, that game felt a lot bigger because it's Coastal's been so good as of late but man like his handwork in that game was ridiculous mm-hmm. um, he he just like. He's just got such a deep pass rush, pass rush bag. Um, I thought he looked really explosive too. Uh, you saw him like um, there was like a pu- push, pull, uh, rip. There. there was an inside rep where it was just like um, a swipe move. Like he he had everything going, speed to power. I he finished with three sacks. He must have had like seven pressures. Yeah, him. he just dominated.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was kind of split between Latu and I. Kind of had to go with my other guy because I shamefully fell asleep before the end of that game. So I felt dirty. I felt dirty. I couldn't make it until you know like 1.30 Eastern time. But uh, I'm going. I'm going with a, like a true weekday warrior, Tyler Newbin, the Minnesota safety. Who I had, had Yeah, I think they were the, uh, wide open, but I think they were the clear top two. Um, yeah, two picks. Obviously, we we talked about them on the Big Ten uh, show again. It's, <laughs> Sims wasn't making it super hard on him, but Newman was just like in complete control in the back end for Minnesota. Like the, just watching Sims eyes on the second interception, just like just read him so easily. It wasn't God, yeah. He
1: won the game.
0: He ended the game. Exactly. The Nebraska was trying to drive for the win, ended the game, played it so beautifully. It made it look so ridiculously easy.
1: Um, yeah, and I think that, that that's the thing about Tyler Nubbin's game. It's like the instincts in the eyes are what really yeah. stands out. And this game perfectly showcased that. But al-
0: um, also the first pick was a great ball skills play, right? Like, he, like it was a bad throw from Sims overthrow, but, you know, d- sweet diving play there, bobbled it, held on to it. That's a great, you know, a great skills play. So it's, it's I th- yeah.
1: I think what's fun about uh, Latu and Nubbin kind of being the our one-two <laughs> here this week on defense is that neither is a cr- – I think neither entered the season as a slam dunk first round. I think they're both mm-hmm. slam dunk top fifty prospects. Mm-hmm. Latu's obviously the injury stuff's kind of the concern there, but the the fact that they're not like one of the five clear best defensive prospects in the in the in the class.
0: Yeah, it's not like picking Will Anderson week one last year type of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So moving on to shooting up the board, I hadn't now been here, but um. I think the very number one shooting up the board has got to be Shadur Sanders.
0: I agree. I think we kind of start with quarterbacks, and I think he's the headline of them all. Uh,
1: 510 yards, four touchdowns against uh, the defending, losing champions. Um, and I think that's the Colorado passing yards record. He should have had more. There was drops. He just – and we talked about him. Like, he was always a, a legitimate prospect. He wasn't just Dion son. He was – a very good quarterback at Jackson State. The numbers show that, but the tape proved it even more. Um really good rhythm pocket passer with the mobility. Uh I thought in this game though, like you really got to see how poised and yeah. he is. Yeah. Like I think that might be his best trade is he's so calm. He works through his progressions pretty damn quickly and he is not afraid to push the ball vertically.
0: Definitely, and he was dropping some deep dimes, man. Had a couple just perfect throws, like I said. Like Hunter dropped a deep dime too, right? And and uh, Hunter also like he could have had the touchdown, but more on more on that later because of who he was going up against. But yeah, just the composure. I just thought he did such a good job too. Like like you said, he. I think when we watched him in the summers, like I kind of expected a better athlete because he's Deion Sanders' son, but still a very good athlete. And I thought he did a very good job just staying poised and extending plays yeah. too.
1: Yeah, it's not even that he's a bad athlete, no. or, or sorry, sorry, it's not even that he's like not a great athlete. It's, it's, uh, it's that he is so much more of a like a true pocket yep. passer than yep. you expect. Um, and like he doesn't look to run; he looks, he he always tries to remain a passer. Um,
0: just a really complete performance, I thought from Sanders. Very,
1: uh, I think, like, obviously, it's week one. I'm, I'm trying not to overreact to things, but he was. I think a top 10 quarterback prospect entering the week. And, like, this is him announcing, hey, I should be in that quarterback three competition.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, Jumping with another guy in that competition, Michael Penix went out and uh, put on a show uh, week one. It it started a little slow. It started a little slow, but then it ended up with 450 yards and five touchdowns against... uh, I I think it's a pretty solid Boise State defense. It got, got a couple players in the secondary, but don't matter. It was too easy for him out there. Like... Deep ball after deep ball after deep ball after deep ball, <laughs> just just ripping it and looked. I think he looked super poised too. You know, he's always gonna have a bit of that funny throwing motion, a bit of that pushing delivery, but so many great deep throws on that on that on that tape there um, Saturday. I that's just. I mean that 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 Washington receiving core. I think you can you could throw in both Odunze and maybe even more so Jalen McMillan in the shooting up the board conversation here because I thought. I thought McMillan was, like, just, that was his, like, we know Odense is a stud, right? 130 yards, a touchdown, easy, like, first-round potential. But McMillan, that kind of felt like more of an announcement game for him, and I know the stats weren't, like, you know, it wasn't eye-popping, but almost 100 yards. A touchdown receiving, a touchdown rushing. Like, that touchdown receiving, too, was just nasty, where he just split those defenders and it was just so sweet. Um, could have had another touchdown, too. Pennix actually missed him on. But I felt that whole Washington passing attack is just like, yeah, we're we're back, we're legit. Uh, maybe we're pushing for the playoffs. You never know.
1: Yeah, no, it it was it was funny too because they started they started slowly. Yeah, they and you, did. I, you you were like, uh oh, here comes the Boise State, uh, uh, <laughs> upset, and then just like man panics, dime after dime vertically, yeah, taking advantage of all his NFL talent around him. Um,
0: it felt it felt early like they're trying more of the shallow stuff, and like Boise State was was ready for them. Once they went, you know, more than twenty yards downfield, they're dead. But yeah.
1: Um, and I think it's funny, too, because this was pointed out on Twitter. like Michael Penix just – everything is his arm. He doesn't use his lower body yeah. at all. He's just – like, that's – and that, that that that's the point of how much arm strength there is there, is that, like, he can have no lower body mechanics and still be dropping down 60 yards deep to future NFL starters, Jalen McMillan and Roma Dunzi. Yeah.
0: Who's your uh, next guy?
1: Sorry, I just – I do want to ask, like, where do you think – because I think we were both a little bit underwhelmed with Penix under uh, during the summer. Yeah. Where do do you think he ultimately ends up? A, I'm not going to say first round pick, but top 100 pick. Yeah. I, I think it. I think neither of us had him there.
0: No, I I think it was like I think I had him more as a fourth round, fifth round guy, and like yeah. behind behind Nick's, where I kind of felt similarly. Yeah, I think he does. I think he ends up as top 100, like just the I, way I he announced.
1: I, yeah. If if Hendon Hooker can go. Yeah but he went I think Michael Penix Can go to the second round
0: Yeah Especially with all that Like, it's Such
1: a good quarterback class though
0: It is That's the issue Like last year the year, <laughs> the year before Penix probably would have could have Went above Pickett You know Like Yeah It's it's just Whoa. Well sorry Pickett's But Whoa. Pickett would have had a better you, You're
1: career. not factoring The fact that uh, Kill William's dad Carlson <laughs> In this draft
0: That's a good point Okay so yeah Penix is quarterback uh, too
1: Okay. And uh, my next guy is Miami receiver Colby Young who had four yeah. catches for 79 yards and a touchdown against Miami of Ohio. Maybe that doesn't jump out, but he's 6'5" 215. Yeah. And this 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 guy looked ridiculously athletic. Um yeah. he, uh, on his touchdown he's just outrunning everybody. Like guys that big at receivers shouldn't move like he did. He was also so violent after the catch. He kind of is uh, maybe the the reason Miami is Better on offense this year because he looked like a future top 100 guy. Yeah, I mean,
0: transfer from Lockawanna College last year. I, I think I he's
1: not. The, they've they've put a ton of guys Ju- that's JUCO. They've put a ton of guys in the NFL.
0: Yeah, like I think he's he's a Nor- uh, upstate. I was called Northern New York, but upstate New York guy. I think he's from Binghamton. Uh, that's just a <laughs> that's a funky transfer and. uh yeah, he looks like, at that size with the athleticism, yeah, that's that's legit. That's such a great, um, just welcome to the radar. Um, there's so many guys I think we could talk about for sure off the board. I, I I know he had a couple drops, but, man, Ke- Keandre Lambert-Smith was just on display Saturday night. Yeah. I
1: knew immediately. Look,
0: the drops, <laughs> the drops are drops, all right? He's got to clean that up. But when you can go, you know, four catches for 123 yards and two touchdowns and, you know, have that immediate deep touchdown and just another easy touchdown across. Or like He's moving at a different speed. I I know I kind of hinted at the Garrett Wilson type of movement. I, I saw it more Saturday night. I saw it more Saturday night. And, yeah, I think I think with Alar and that offense, he's in for a special season. If he can hold on to the pop-ball. But even if he doesn't, he still has 123 <laughs> yards. So
1: Yeah, no, he just his play speed, his movements, yeah. man, he is dynamic. He was a guy who I think hit, uh, on the Big Ten show we mentioned, like, He's got a pretty deep release repertoire. He beats press pretty well. Um, there's so much route running potential with him, and it looks like he's kind of leveling up this year. Yeah, uh, just another Big Ten receiver who could, like, honestly, he could end up in the first round.
0: He, he has the first round pick traits, absolutely.
1: Uh, that's everybody I had.
0: Oh, I can talk about so many more guys, but I won't. I won't. I won't, because we we got to move on.
1: Because we got to get to Jeff Sims and the sliding down the board crew. <laughs> I just I put, want to point out, God, yeah. I, it feels cheap, but there was weird Jeff Sims hype.
0: I put him for overhyped because I didn't know else to do week one, but yeah, go on.
1: It didn't know, I don't know why or where it came from. I don't know why him going to Nebraska like turned up the hype on him. Uh, I remember his freshman year at Georgia Tech with Jameer Gibbs, where yeah. it was like kind of exciting. Um, it's a fun- the athleticism in the arm, they're really interesting, but like he never really showed anything consistently at Georgia Tech to the warrant NFL draft buzz and transferring to Nebraska shouldn't have done it either. Uh and then but of course like 2 weeks ago I saw him in a mocked in the first round of on a reputable website. And, and so I just like why? Like what are we doing folks? Are we just trying to know. be first all the Abs- time. absolutely. quarterbacks especially in a class where there's a million who like be the guy who says Shadur Sanders is going the first yeah. round. Don't be the guy who says Jeff Sims is. <laughs> like, seriously, like, that's insane. And he just hey threw three picks and didn't look very good.
0: Hold on. Legs. He looked good running the ball. He looked good uh-huh. running the ball. Got to give him that. Yeah. No, I think that having that type of hype for some reason, that was uh, nasty. Yeah. Sure. I think.
1: Now that I've said that, though, now he'll outduel Shadur. Oh, week. yeah.
0: Guarantee it. Guar- <laughs> Guarantee it. Um Okay, was that your top sliding on the board, or do you got, a, you got someone to really... No, um... I have, like, a better one. I just want okay. to... Because i was
1: just so, like, so confused.
0: Definitely, yeah.
1: Uh, do you want my top one?
0: Let's hear it, please.
1: I thought Barrett Carter struggled against Duke. Um, obviously, yeah. the Riley Leonard touchdown run was, like, he has to make that tackle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he also just, like, he he didn't make a ton of impact. Yeah. Um, he struggled to get off blocks. I thought the Duke offensive line really washed them at times in the run game, especially in the second half. Uh, He—it's it, the Clemson linebacker trajectory. You're as a sophomore, you're a top ten pick. Yeah. Be because of your athleticism, you, you can play every position. As a junior, you you struggle, and then you go on day two.
0: Per- perfect. Um, I'm going I'm to start off the way college football started off this week. Uh, with the Florida Gators, the whole, the whole program sliding down the board, <laughs> Graham Mertz obviously stinks. the offensive the line, disastrous. Um, uh, but more, more prospect wise, I thought like, like Ricky Purcell, not to ding on him too much, but little up and down, the pick kind of came off his hand. It was a bad throw, but had some plays. But anyways, main point here, I, I Jason Marshall, the corner, I thought was the real ch- shooting down the board here. Gave up that 70 yard touchdown, um, was just yeah. chasing that entire route uh, to, to was it, Money Parks? Um, My boy, the, the code. Yeah, that didn't look good. Um, then he didn't change his jersey number. Give it that huge penalty for a first down. Did end up having a really nice TFL on an end around, but just felt never, never like a guy who was, you know, getting touted as a potential top sixty type of pick.
1: And, and we're gonna talk about him on the next show when yeah. we finally get to the SEC. We we do it in season because it's not that important to us. Um, but yeah, he, he he is a guy who's kind of follows the Florida Gator corner mm-hmm. rule of really interesting athlete with all the tools. Will it come together? And it, it didn't look like it's it, it it's, in week one. It didn't come together.
0: I'll also throw in um, the Michigan transfer R.J. Moden, who just also was just biting on that one on the long touchdown as much on him as it was on Marshall. Uh, yeah, didn't, he didn't look he didn't sharp. Shouldn't have left hand arm. <laughs> who do you got next?
1: Uh, I think pretty obvious one that you alluded to, Josh and you, yeah. in the TCU corner, who one of the top corners in the class. I think uh, yep. we both talked about him as a, at worst a top ten corner in the class, at best a top five corner. Being
0: touted um, as a first round guy, definitely.
1: Yeah, uh, which I don't think either of us have no. in there, but no. um, you, you can understand why. Uh, technically sound, fantastic mm-hmm. footwork. Colorado got him a couple times. He looked like, now I know he he's an athletic guy, but he he looked a step slow against some of that speed. He he, I thought it was a little too grabby. He, mm-hmm. There was the penalty in the end zone against it. That one was against Travis Hunter, right? That's where he caught it but didn't get his foot in.
0: Yep, exactly. Got yeah. mossed by Travis Hunter.
1: Yeah, sorry, that's right. <laughs> um, and yeah, just not really the showing you want from a guy who's touted as potential first round rounder.
0: TCU just felt so unready. I know they scored points, but like, woof. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought both those corners were kind of the headliners uh, this week. Um, no one, I didn't have anyone else. I, that was I, got, like,
1: I got one more.
0: I was gonna go quarterbacks, but please take it over.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. I got one more. Non- I feel like it's always like up and down. It's so easy to pick quarterbacks. Yeah, um, I got one non quarterback left on my list. Uh, LSU receiver Malik Neighbors. Yeah.
0: Okay. I yeah. Think, quiet. Yeah.
1: Who I thought. Um, kind of, and, and this kind of also comes back to quarterback play too, though. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a for a guy who's kind of. I I think I slotted him as, and we'll talk about him more in the SEC show. Mm-hmm. I think I slotted him as like my two or three receiver in this class. Mm-hmm. I was expecting big things, and he had six for sixty-seven, not terrible against Florida State. Uh, but I thought he struggled to separate, which was kind of my concern on tape was like he's. He's more of a technician than he's an explosive athlete. And I, I thought that kind of showed up in this one. He had a drop as well. Um, yeah. He, he was getting upset with Jaden Daniels. Uh, also, I mean, it's all guys who are following the trajectory. The LC receiver trajectory could to be a top 10 pick uh, after your sophomore season and then go on day three.
0: Yeah, just, just like Clemson linebackers. Yeah. 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 I, don't actually,
1: I don't think that about Malik Neighbors, but I, I just did think he, it was a. Especially with Keon Coleman exactly on the on the other side. exactly hey, and, and Johnny Williams.
0: and Johnny Wilson played. Ba- I know he did a couple bad drops, but also played better than the neighbors. Yeah, I thought I thought I, w- I don't know if I would have put him sliding down, but I, I guess when you you know he's potentially wide receiver two or three. Yeah, it wasn't that kind of performance. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some some quarterbacks, but not I'm not gonna I don't know no one known too big Kyle McCord didn't Kyle have it, through. Rob.
1: <laughs> he's not the guy I know I don't know why Devin Brown didn't get more snaps
0: they really should get Brown. I expect to see more of him week two um
1: against Youngstown State maybe
0: start him. why not um <laughs> yeah but a week ago I asked you do you think McCord's gonna start every game this year you said yes I I don't think it's gonna look that way but yeah it did just uh oh. that was the most inept I've seen a house in offense in in years and years and years luckily Indiana wasn't too on their game but yeah um this one actually hurts hurts my heart a little bit. I, I thought Frank Harris just I know he's not a big time prospect, but we love him and it was just a, not a great way to finish his, uh to start mm-hmm. his last season in college football.
1: Especially cuz they they had a chance to beat Houston. Big they should game. beat Houston. Big game,
0: absolutely. Lost by 3, only put up 14 points. Uh, you know, uh, DeCorey Clark was out, which I think that was a big factor. But Seifus had a very good game. The other really, you know, good receiver. Just, you know, not what we expected out of him. 3 picks, uh, like 50% completion rate. Um, solid Houston defense, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a struggle. I just, it sucks.
1: Um, did you want to bring up any other quarterbacks? Yeah. J-
0: JT Daniels, it's not coming back together, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. That's all I got.
1: Hey, he's as good as Quinn Ewers, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. Ewers, I didn't put him anywhere, but that whole Texas offense wasn't the sharpest. I just didn't fit him in anywhere. Guys had moments though. Yeah.
1: Uh, my out-of-nowhere prospect is the best prospect on the field in the Indiana-Ohio State game. His name's not Marvin Harrison Jr. His name is Aaron Casey. Yeah. He's, he's the best player in the Big Ten, potentially. Absolutely. Um, the Hoosiers' middle linebacker was just, like, on fire. 11 tackles in a TFL. I, I thought he had three TFLs, so... <laughs> He had at least like three more stops at the line of scrimmage. Man, he his rum fits are like on yeah. fleek. Do the kids still say on fleek? <laughs> oh big know. time. But, yeah. Okay, good. Uh but, but like legit, he has awesome instincts. His trigger downhills, big down like he was everywhere. I thought he was incredible.
0: He was great. Graduate senior, you know, knows his game, baby. Uh yeah, he was awesome. He was really, really good. Um I got a couple here. I I, I mentioned I was gonna put Jonah Ellis, but how about how about Xavier Legat? That was South Carolina baby, the 5th year senior wide receiver, who nine catches bucks seventy eight big body big dog. Uh, that was like the best game of his career by far. Like, I think he topped his output from the first three years, not combined, but yeah. individually only eighteen catches last year. Wow, what a start to in, the season!
1: And well, Juice Wells was out, so yeah. he had to step up and he exactly.
0: did exactly. And, and I was going to mention Rattler later, but looks solid. You know, that's I know they lost, but. Uh, Kind of a promising start for Carolina.
1: Yeah, the offensive line was so garbage.
0: Yes, that's the issue.
1: <laughs> Both offensive lines, really. Um, yeah, that's true. But uh, and without Juice Wells and with a quarterback playing running back and DeKaryon carry on Joyner,
0: I love. it. They're, they're a fun offense though.
1: And Dowell Loggins is play caller.
0: Uh, that's it makes it even better danger zone, baby.
1: Um. I got I got one more. Or is that a,
0: I got one more. I, I'm gonna go into the Big Ten quiet one. I thought Omar Brown, the Nebraska corner. Um, Nebraska didn't have a great night, but I thought he looked pretty good. He's a Northern Iowa transfer. Barely played last year at Nebraska. 6'1", 200, so well built. Um, Had that really great interception in the red zone. Just thought he flashed some good stuff. Um, And and great to see if he can repeat that against Colorado this week. So he's got a great test, so just wanted to put him on the radar and see what he can do.
1: Well, and yeah, their defense played well. Their defense did enough to win, and and their defensive coordinator is Tony White, who's like uh, really well respected in the in the uh, business, and he came over from Syracuse. And maybe Nebraska's defense will look good against Shador. We'll see. Hopefully. Uh, Prospect made me look stupid. Not that I was super low on him, but I think I was a little lower on him than consensus. I liked him. I thought he's a solid player, but the like top three safety in the class wasn't for me. And that's Andrew Makuba, who I thought was yeah. like, like Clemson's best player. Yeah. Um, he had. I swear his numbers, again, I swear they're better than this. Four tackles, fumble, recovery, and PBU. But it felt like every time Riley Leonard uh, went after him, like he had great coverage. The ball was nowhere near the receiver. It was breaking up passes. He had the yeah. key fumble recovery. He just really, and he was playing like predominantly playing nickel. Yeah. I mean, he looked really good.
0: Yeah, covering the slot a lot. I, I put him here too because um, I was a little, I was we were just like, yeah, he's good, but nothing like you know like he's touted to Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was right off the bat. I think it was the first series where, where, or second series, maybe, where Leonard went after him on that little corner route in the in the end zone, and Makuba like it, it, he didn't get a hand on it, but it was in you know it was beautiful coverage and forced uh you know f- kind of forced the incompletion, and I think that kind of set the tone. He was probably the best player on the Clemson team, right? Like I don't
1: yeah him and Will Shipley, but Shipley, Shipley a was good.
0: Drops. yeah Shipley was good, but that, that's a guy we could almost put here. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, my other guy is um, a guy I was high on and didn't show up in this game and, and it was Savion Williams the TCU wide receiver ah
1: okay I have him for best prospect versus prospect matchup because him and Morion Cooper the Colorado corner were just talking shit all game to each other
0: and yeah it's Williams only came out of that with two catches for six yards in a game when they obviously needed just a little bit more and I thought like Quentin Johnson obviously in the NFL I thought Williams would kind of be the the, the star in the passing attack there and Maybe the passing tech just doesn't have a star, and that's the issue. But, yeah, I like Williams, and he just kind of, you know, game they needed a little bit more. He didn't give any.
1: Yeah, and so, um, yeah, like I, I said, him and Cooper just going at it, and I think yeah. Cooper got the best of them. Kind of more of an announcement of maybe a Morian Cooper is a guy to watch. Florida State transfer, who was a solid reserve for them the last two years, true junior, I believe, and starting on the Colorado defense opposite Travis Hunter.
0: It's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. I prospect versus prospect matchup for me. Look, we've won. We gotta talk quarterbacks. We gotta get out of the way. I, I want Drake Mace versus Spencer Rattler.
1: That's a good one. That was my other
0: one. The low-hanging fruit. Where I thought I, I mentioned Rattler earlier, so let's touch on him. You know, 30 for 39, 353, zero touchdowns, but zero picks. I thought a good start for Spencer Rattler, right? Like that's I know it wasn't like a special performance, but that that's a really good game. I think that's you know, we know he has the the athleticism, we know he has the arm. Kind of just completing passes and moving that offense, for, you know, over and is just kind of what you want to see from him.
1: With no, again, with no offensive line play, with every single wide receiver, and with no running game.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good performance to start the season for, for rather and for Drake May. It was kind of was rather better than Drake May. I don't know. He might have been.
1: May's highs were definitely higher. May's highs Drake, were like that. The the one the one where Drake May's like. Felt the blitz coming, fades from the pocket. Yeah. And it was like makes this insane throw. Like yeah. the Drake May, like, holy shit throws were there.
0: Really high highs. And and then like the pick, well, the one pick was really, really bad. Uh but overall I think I think you're you're not disappointed in either performance week one at all. Yeah.
1: And the North Carolina offensive line didn't play well out of it.
0: No. And he <laughs>
1: didn't he didn't have his best receiver in Tez Walker. Exactly. NCAA still I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah, but. fuck the NCAA. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, neither did anything but help themselves, I think.
0: All Agreed, time. yeah, I agree.
1: Um, prospect who played the box score, I'll go back to Duke Clemson, where Duke uh, Nickel, Brandon Johnson's a guy I liked over the summer. I thought he he had two pass breakups in this one, but I thought he was even more effective than that. Felt like he was just like, oh, every time, um, uh, Kate Klubnik would go his way, really good coverage, mm-hmm. uh. He, both PBUs were, like, key on, I think both were third downs. Uh, super feisty guy at Nick. Yep. Duke just has guys on defense.
0: Yeah, it's solid defense. I mean, look, I'll give you two. One, it's got to be Riley Leonard. Because <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I know. I put him for overhyped. I didn't think he played very well.
0: No, come on. That's a big dog he, performance. He had
1: zero completions over 10 yards.
0: Yeah, I know. But how many rushes over he 10 yards did th- he have?
1: I, I just think he's being overhyped because, like, Certainly like the athleticism stands out And he he put the team on his back to win the game sure But he also went 17 of 33 Mm -hmm. For 175 yards and was not pushing The ball downfield at all I just like I think it was a really solid Quarterback performance but not like a QB3 performance like it's being touted as How about
0: this I agree that it was overhyped But he also outplayed that box score you're not going to give that? You're not going to give that? I, no, I think...
1: I not as a passer. I,
0: <laughs> no, I didn't say it as a. I mean, I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it was... He
1: didn't even do his homework in time.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It felt it felt like people were overhyping him because of the moment and because of that monster's upset. Well, I guess it wasn't yeah. monster. They big-dogged him, though. That's what I mean. Um, but I'm going to give you another one because I, th- I figured we would have hit Blender before here, so that's, I'm glad. Um I I think the one Gator who kind of showed up, it wasn't amazing, but, uh, is their, their edge rusher? I can't say his name. Yeah. Princely. Princely. Yes. Princely, who I don't think he showed up at all in the box score and I felt early. I'm like, okay, I I haven't, I hadn't dug into him yet, uh, before, um, Thursday, last Thursday. I was kind of waiting for him to show up, waiting for him to show up and then kind of clue, you know, once you start tuning into him though, it's like, whoo! you know, he's got that goods, obviously like. Was beating that that the, the freshman left tackle like a drum? Um, had the one where he got held would have been a big old sack. The next snap he hits that ghost move and got a hit on the quarterback, like basically forcing. I think I think completed it, but it was like for behind the line of scrimmage. It was nasty. You see the goods. Um, you know, would have liked a little bit more of <laughs> him. To, him to I guess show up in the box score and make that game a little closer. But I think like that's that game didn't hurt his stock is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good takeaway. Um... Who's your overhype?
0: Put Jeff Sims, but I'm also going Jaden Daniels.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, like he had like LSU in general, but he had like Heisman hype and Heisman. Like hype. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't. If, he... if if you went into the game thinking this is this is Jaden Daniels from Arizona State, like you're like <laughs> that's a fine game. That's a, that's actually a good game. Yes. But if you went into it thinking like he's made this huge leap down the stretch last year, he's going to continue. He's a potential. Top five, top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Guys don't know about
0: that. Yeah, I don't know where people are on him exactly, but definitely there and in one of those two realms. And yeah, just I don't know.
1: I think Jordan Travis was the better six-year senior quarterback.
0: Absolutely, Jordan Travis was good. I think he helped himself. He was one of my uh, skip him sliding up the uh, moving up the boards.
1: He had some struggles early, but like yeah, toned it down. Started just going to Keon Coleman. Yeah. And yeah.
0: I think that's what makes Travis good, though. I think that's what makes him really good. Just knows where to get the bot.
1: Yeah. he He's... he's When he's not making, like, weird decisions, yeah. that's very good. Um, <laughs> transfer who popped on the scene. I mentioned J. Michael Sturtevant earlier. Mm. I, I I feel like if Keon Coleman didn't go off the way he did, Sturdivant would have got more buzz because, like, man, yeah. a transfer to go for 136 and a score immediately. I know it was Coastal, but... His, his ability to win vertically as a 6'3 receiver and stack DBs like he was doing, like he looked awesome. He's so explosive.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. I, I thought it was a good week for a lot of receivers. I got a couple. Week one's for transfers, baby. I got a couple to shoot off here. Three of them are receivers. Uh, but I think the highlight here is Jamari Thrash, the Louisville receiver, uh, by way of Georgia State, who, you know, six 6'180, uh, redshirt senior, had two touchdowns, 88 yards, seven grabs. I had a great season at, at Georgia State last year. Rolling right into the start of Louisville and the, and the Brahms, baby Had that one touchdown was just a nasty double move Luckily, though, it was like The corner blitzed You know, the safety came over Hit the double move <laughs> 15 yards of separation No chance He is fast as hell Was looking super elusive after the catch uh, Legit Legit to watch here thrash That's a big transfer, too I like that a lot A um, couple other I, I thought Jimmy Horn Obviously, USF transfer at Colorado Awesome uh, Not to get too much on him But Another week, he's going to shine, and just a little more low key. Andrew Anthony going from Michigan to Oklahoma. I touched on that uh, dynamic Oklahoma passing attack. Immediately, I think the first or second snap of the game had an awesome deep grab. It's like, oh yeah, he's going to go off for the for the Sooners this year.
1: Um, is that uh, I got one more transfer?
0: I, I do too. So go finish. Go with yours. <laughs>
1: okay, I got uh, Indiana Edge Andre Carter. Yeah, from, uh, who transferred from Western Michigan, two TFLs in a PBU yeah. against Ohio State. He just kept. Undercutting blocks and getting in the back of the ball and run plays up. Him and Aaron Casey looked really good.
0: I'm going to Indiana with mine as well, but it was a loss at home for the Boilermakers because Mikey King came to town and ran over them, baby. Uh, what a great start for Mikey Keene. Like that, that's awesome. We said it could be fun. Wasn't sure what it was going to look like, but yeah, he looked he looked really good. Almost you know three sixty six four touchdowns, big upset. Uh, that's awesome.
1: Um, transfer or er, sorry, small school guy probably. your eye. I got a transfer. That's
0: why I compete. Mine is a transfer, too. My top guy here. Actually, I think two of my guys are transfers. But I'm going to start with Jamori Macklin, the North Texas receiver. Watched some of that Cal North Texas game, and uh, he had four catches, a buck 22, and a touchdown. Touchdown, he just cooked the corner, got got deep. You know, beautiful tracking over the shoulder. Looked super speedy. And yes, he is (laughs) Jeremy Macklin's cousin. He's a transfer from Mizzou. Interesting guy. Interesting guy. So SEC pedigree there. You know, North Texas figures should get pretty dynamic in the passing attack. Uh, good start for him.
1: I'm going to stay in Texas. I go to Texas State who upset Baylor. Um, former Auburn and LSU quarterback yeah. TJ Finley is just ripping bombs. Three for 293, three scores out of one on the ground. He he looked like Byron Leftwich inter- just because he's this <laughs> massive man with a rocket launcher who, like, he can move a little bit, but he's, like, not mm-hmm. – like a fantastic mover, and he just wants to rip it. Um, and in another transfer, he's thrown to Joey Joey Hobert, who made like the catch of the year. Yeah, no gloves. Six catches, a buckle five, a touchdown. Utah Tech transfer who started his career at Washington State, Texas State's our team. GJ Kenny sees
0: Texas Tech State legit is our team. We were we were, we were we, touting them big time in the it, summer.
1: Is UTSA Texas State the game of the week?
0: Oh, fucking big time. Big time. Big time. Um, I'm gonna give you two more. Uh obviously watch that Michigan game, they're playing the the mighty pirates of, of East Carolina. I thought two one guy on each side of the ball kinda popped.
1: What you you don't love the pirates? Wait, the is fuck? your
0: transfer
1: is your small school guy a pirate? I thought you were saying Michigan's a small school. <laughs> well
0: they <laughs> are. They are. No, of course it's from ECU. Uh one guy on on defense uh I don't know say his first name. Siobhan Revel, uh, corner, who was a JUCO transfer, 6'2", 170. two, one seventy, he's got the length uh, came down and made a really nice TFL. Was was laying some hits. It looked really good. I thought that honestly, that ECU defense is good, or Michigan's bad. I don't know. Probably both. But I the ECU defense looked really good. Uh, him in the secondary, especially, especially had a, like a really nice full extension PBU to prevent a touchdown. Looked good. Flip side of the ball, not as like whole as a game. But I thought just Jalen Johnson kind of looked like he he looked like he belonged on the field with a big team. Was only three catches for thirty yards, but I really wanted to highlight like. He had an awesome tackle as a gunner on specials. <laughs> just really knocked the helmet off of the return man. It was awesome. Just a couple a couple good routes. Had a, left a couple plays on the field that like just just stepped out of bounds and whatnot. But just has that big slot productive vibe that a guy, the small school that can come in and maybe make some noise in the NFL. Um,
1: East Carolina is. I feel like Michigan walked over them, but East Carolina has a chance to like be the kings of the AAC going forward.
0: Potential. I mean, I thought the offense looked bad. Uh, they hey. need to figure out their quarterback situation, but um, defense looked really good. They like, they were shutting down the Michigan running attack. Like seriously,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's
0: easy easy possibly. to do. But still, Is it
1: time for East Carolina to join the Big Ten.
0: I mean, look, we we don't have anywhere down down that far on the East Coast yet. Should look Take into it. The
1: country. Uh, okay, that's it for us. Um, next show, we'll break down the top prospects in the SEC. Uh, Because we're lazy and we left it for too long and I guess we have to do it. Do we have to?
0: No, but we got to finish the job.